Hi, this is Dan. In a moment, I'm going to share a message about moving from a worry-filled life to a spirit-filled life. I think you'll find it helpful. You can follow my ministry at RevivalNow.com and see how God is using this ministry to reach a million souls with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can also find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at RevivalNowDanSteep. Enjoy the message, and remember, God's not mad, He loves you, and so do I. Today, I'm, I'm picking up where I left off on uh, last, week's, um, last week's live stream on last Thursday morning as I was talking to you about moving from, uh, you know, how, how to win over worry, how to overcome worry, how to win against worry. And this week, I want to pick up where I left off on that lesson and I've titled this week's live stream, Moving from a Worry-Filled to a Spirit-Filled Life. From Worry-Filled to Spirit-Filled. And we're going to see the connection of how vitally important what took place on the day of Pentecost is to you and I living that Spirit-Filled life over a Worry-Filled life. So... I want to read the words of Jesus from Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34, to sort of springboard and set the foundation for today's live stream message. Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field which is today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Amen. May God bless the reading of His Word. So Jesus, well, first of all, as we talked about last week, we live some very filled but very unfulfilled lives, full of busyness, full of preoccupations and worry, and very unfulfilled 
in terms of the meaning of the life that we're living. Jesus spoke these words as a very busy man who had the most crucial and important uh, mission that the world has ever known. If there's ever anyone who was busy and had a lot of weight on his shoulders, it would have been Jesus. And yet, that person tells us not to worry. You know that Jesus wouldn't tell us not to worry if it were not possible for us not to worry. Jesus lived a very busy life. Constantly on the go. Crowds following him, pressing in upon him, looking for him, searching for him. The paparazzi had nothing on what the crowds were doing to Jesus when he walked the earth. There were a lot of demands. People looking for him everywhere. Everyone wanting something, needing something. Everybody wanting a piece of Jesus. And Jesus, he cracked the code. He found a way to live a life of meaning and purpose without worry and preoccupation. He had a very filled life. He was seldom left alone. What was the key? What was, how did Jesus demonstrate for us to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And in doing so, trusting God to add all these other things unto our lives that we need. He had a singular focus. I want to share some of these scriptures with you again. Right? He, he said, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? His last words on the cross, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. He said the Son can do nothing of Himself but what He sees the Father do for whatever He does, the Son also does in like manner. He said, if I do not do the works of my Father, don't believe me. He said, the word which you hear is not mine but the Father's who sent me. He had an a unflinching and unflinching commitment to obeying the Father's voice. He only suggested, he only asked us to do in Matthew 6.33 what he himself was already doing, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's really all Jesus could do. His assignment was bigger than himself. All he could do was seek first the Father, his voice. Do what he heard him say. Speak the words that he heard him speak. And he had to trust God for everything else. That fits our lives. That's all any of us can do. All the stuff that we worry about and are preoccupied over, we can't do anything about them anyway. 
By the way, as you're watching the live stream, make, you say, make sure you say hi to us in the comments and let us know where you're watching from. We like that a lot. I think about in, in my life, you know, worrying about children and, and their lives and what's going on and their decisions and all those things. And, and, and I just, all I can do at the end of the day is put them in God's hands. I love them, I pray for them, but I can't control those things. Only God can. Jesus had his hands full just saying what he heard the Father say and doing what he saw the Father do. The grand picture of things, I mean, he said only the Father knows the day and the hour of his return. There were clearly things that Jesus didn't know. He was comfortable not knowing them and leaving them in the Father's hands. He sought first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And in doing so, the Father opens himself up totally to the Son and the Son totally to the Father. All knowledge, all glory, all power given to him. And when we begin to understand that everything that Jesus had and everything that Jesus did, he intended for you and I to have and for you and I to do. It was our destiny to become like the life of Jesus. Look what Jesus said in John 14, 12. He said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, in the works that I do, he will also do, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. Jesus wants us to be where he is, and he leaves no doubts about his intentions. John 17, beginning in verse 21. That they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am that they may behold my glory, which you, get, you have given to me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name and will declare it, that the love which, with which you love me may be in them and I in them. He, Jesus, became so much like us that we might become like him. It's a radical transformation of our lives, and that radical transformation is the work of the Holy Spirit. And this is where Pentecost comes in. And this is where the coming of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes into play into your life and my life as we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and trust him for all these other things to be added unto us. Jesus said in John 16, I'm going to read John 16, verse 7 and verse 13. He said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, 
I will send him to you. That's speaking of the Holy Spirit. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. You want to know how to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Make sure that you have experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost and fire. The abiding presence of the Holy Ghost in your life is such an advantage. In fact, it's really not possible to live for Jesus or to seek first the kingdom of God unless you are fully surrendered to the baptism of the Holy Ghost in your life. He'll guide you into all truth. He'll speak the words of God to you. Whatever he hears, he'll speak, and he'll even tell you about things to come. The Holy Spirit comes so that we can be led into the full truth and expression of the Father. That's how you seek first the kingdom of God. That's You get so tuned in to the voice of God that you, that, and so committed to only doing what you hear him say. Thus, Pentecost was the completion of Jesus' mission. He lived, he died, he, he was buried, he rose again, and he spent life here on earth. And he, it wasn't until he ultimately ascended to heaven that the Holy Ghost came. It was the completion of Jesus' mission. On Pentecost, the fullness of Jesus' ministry becomes visible in the lives of his followers and therefore in your life and mine as followers of Christ. When Holy Spirit descends upon the disciples and dwells with them, their lives are transformed into Christ-like lives. Lives that are shaped by the same love that exists between Jesus and the Father. John 17, 18. As you sent me into the world, so have I sent them into the world. So he makes it clear that precisely because the disciples no longer belong to the world, they can live in the world as he lived in the world. They can seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Hear these words in John 17, verses 15 and 16. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Being in the world without being of the world doesn't mean leaving our families or giving up our jobs or withdrawing from political issues. The, all these things that Jesus was talking about in Matthew 6.33, remember, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. The, all these things which so occupied and preoccupied us now come as gifts or challenges that strengthen and deepen the new life which we have discovered and experienced through the power of the Holy Ghost. Doesn't mean that everything's easy. Doesn't mean that all of our struggles are taken away. 
What matters is His kingdom and His Spirit in us. That's the power of Pentecost. Let me talk a little bit about Pentecost. Because a lot of people don't understand the background, where Pentecost came from, and the significance for us today. When Israel crossed the Red Sea and was headed toward the Promised Land, the Lord told them to give God a first fruits offering. And remember, the Bible says that Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection. Now, if there's a first fruits, then that means there are those that are to follow. You and I. Now, after Jesus was resurrected, he commanded his disciples to wait until they received the promise of the Holy Spirit. He told them to wait in Jerusalem until the promise of the Holy Spirit came. And he told them that they would receive power when the Holy Ghost had come upon them. In Acts 1-4 it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Forty-nine days later, they were at the temple on the fiftieth day, and the Holy Spirit fell upon them. Now, fifty days after Israel crossed the Red Sea, God gave them the Ten Commandments. And 50 days after Jesus was resurrected, God gave the Holy Spirit. And on that 50th day, they gave a wheat offering, a first fruit offering. The wheat offering brings the abundance of God and all that God has planned for you into your life for the rest of the year. Now, the period from Passover to Pentecost is a time of great anticipation. For Christians, it is the period between the resurrection of Christ and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Passover freed the Hebrews physically from bondage, but the giving of the Torah redeemed them from spiritual bondage and idolatry and immorality. It was the commandments of the Lord that were given to keep them from ever going back into immorality, into idolatry, and ultimately into bondage and slavery. It was called the Feast of Weeks. That's when God gave the Torah or the Ten Commandments. We call it Pentecost. But that event, on the very same day that God gave the Ten Commandments, 1,500 years later, God gave us the Holy Spirit. The Torah represents, or the Ten Commandments represents the Word of God. The Holy Spirit represents the power to understand and be taught by the Holy Spirit the Word of God. To open up to us the fullness that God's Word has for us. Passover celebrated their, their physical freedom from bondage. And Pentecost celebrates what kept them that way, which was the Word of God and the Spirit of God. 
So when Jesus ascended into heaven, he did so so that another, the comforter, the helper, the teacher, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost, would come and dwell with us and go everywhere we go to enlighten us and to comfort us and to strengthen us and to convict us of sin and point us down the pathway of blessing and life. How do, you, how do we experience the fullness of the Holy Ghost that was first poured out on the day of Pentecost and is available to each and every one of us that you and I might receive and experience the baptism of the Holy Ghost just like the early disciples did on the day of Pentecost. What Jesus said in John 7, 37, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. That's the formula. The first thing you have to do is thirst. Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. Are you thirsty? Have you come to that place in your life where you recognize your need for more of God? We all come to that place. We first come to Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. We pray that prayer and ask Him to come in and save us by His free gift of grace. And we begin our journey as a follower of Christ. But at some point along the way, you come to the place in your life where you realize you need more. You realize that in your own strength and in your own understanding, you can't truly seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You need more of His presence in your life. More of His power. More of His fire. More of His consuming fire in your life. And you get thirsty. And you begin to, to, to read God's Word and devour God's Word and see what it says about this Holy Ghost and this baptism by the Holy Ghost and fire. You have to first and foremost thirst. You have to want it. You have to get to the place in your life where you need it and you have to have it. Because it's just not working in your own strength, in your own flesh, in your own understanding. Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. So first, you have to thirst. Second, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. And lastly, drink. Just come to Jesus. Present yourself to Him. He is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. And ask Him to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. And then just drink in the goodness. Drink in the fullness of the Holy Ghost. And as you take it in, as you drink in the fullness of the Holy Ghost there will be a bubbling up because your human body cannot contain 
the fullness of the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Ghost. So as you drink in the, the fullness of the Holy Ghost, and as you feel that bubbling up come from your belly, just open up your mouth and let it come forth out of your mouth. And you will experience tongues as a manifestation of the Holy Ghost, of the baptism of the Holy Ghost in your life. Are you thirsty? We all are, just many of us don't realize just how desperate we are for more of God in our lives. That's Pentecost. And it all starts with receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. Are you saved? If you're not, there's no way that that thirsting in your life can be quenched. Say yes to Jesus today. Come to Jesus and drink. I want to stop right now and offer a prayer right now to everyone, anyone listening who's not received Jesus Christ as your Savior. You're not a Christian. You're not walking in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can have that relationship. You can enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ just by repeating out loud this prayer that I'm going to pray for you. Are you ready? Just repeat this prayer out loud after me. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So repeat this prayer out loud after me. Lord Jesus, I admit that I've sinned. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sin to you. I repent of it. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my heart and life and make me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer together with me, you are my newest brother or sister in Christ. Welcome to the family. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And when you prayed that prayer out loud after me, you called on the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, I say to you, you are saved. You're born again, and you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. I want you to do something for me. Go to our website at revivalnow.com, and right on the front page, click the button that says, I just got saved. There are some resources I've prepared for you to help you get started in your relationship with Christ. There's also a place for you to fill out your contact information. Please do that. We want to know who you are. We want to pray for you by name. And we want to be a resource to you in your new journey with Christ Jesus. You have my word. Your information won't end up on a mailing list and it won't be used to solicit money or anything like that. We just want to support you 
We want to be a resource to you. And we want to be able to pray for you by name. Amen? Thank you for doing that. Now for everyone listening, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, whether you just now did that on this live stream, or you have previously, but you have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, I want you to know, you can go back and look at my previous live streams, and you can, you can listen to the lessons. There's several of them all about this. But the only prerequisite, you must be born again, and you have to be thirsty. And if, you're not, if you've not come to the place where you recognize that you need more of God in your life than ever before, then don't proceed. Go get hungry and go get thirsty. Spend time in His Word. Fast. Pray. Get hungry. But when you're thirsty and you come to Jesus, all you have to do is drink. So I want you to even, wherever you're at, as long as you're not driving, you know, turn your hands upward. Turn your palms up in a posture to receive, and I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus. As these people open up their mouth to drink in the fullness of your spirit, baptize them now in the Holy Ghost and fire. Fill them to overflowing, bubbling up as they drink in the fullness of your Spirit. And as they open their mouth, bubble up within them and fill their mouth with the supernatural manifestation of your Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I feel your presence and your power even now. Thank you for your presence and your power moving out through the devices that people are watching and listening on. Thank you for the peace they're experiencing right now. Thank you for your tangible presence, O oh Lord. Amen. Amen. Love you, Jesus. Well, before we say goodbye, we want to give those of you who desire to invest in our ministry, sow a financial seed into this ministry, we want to give you that opportunity. Um, over 6,000 souls have come into the kingdom already this year and counting. We're gaining momentum. 
And when you partner together with us, every soul that's won into the kingdom through this ministry is credited to your account as well. So we want to throw the ways that you can give up on the screen. You can go to our website at revivalnow.com forward slash invest now. And all the ways that um, you can give are listed there and shown for you. There's a, a, a page for you to fill out there. Um, if, you, if you desire to, to get uh, statements of your giving at the year's end for tax purposes and so forth, please fill out that form. Because if you use certain um, apps like Cash App, for example, or PayPal, we have no way of, uh, we don't get that information, and so we have no way of, of, of uh, accounting for that and getting that to you. So take a moment and fill that out. RevivalNow.com forward slash invest now. If you want to text through your mobile device, you can text RNGIVE to 888-364-4483. Text RNGIVE to 888-364-4483. Cash app is dollar sign RNGIVE. Cash app, dollar sign RNGIVE. PayPal is at RNGIVE. At RN for Revival Now, at RNGIVE. If you want to give the old-fashioned way, just make your check payable to Revival Now and send it to P.O. Box 411, Marysville, Ohio, 43040. Thank you in advance for your partnership. Thank you for believing in me and believing in us. I, I still feel the Lord's presence very powerfully. I feel his anointing. I feel the Holy Ghost. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus. I release the anointing power of the Holy Ghost over each and every person that's watching this live stream. And every person that will watch it recorded later, fill them to the full, to overflowing Thank you, Father, for moving them from a worried-filled life to a spirit-filled life. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for the great purposes and plans that you are revealing to your people even now. Plans and strategies for increase, for reaching souls. Thank you for blueprints from heaven, divine blueprints for businesses and ministries and households. Thank you for strategies for parenting. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. And God bless you from me and Shannon, everyone on the Revival Now team, and from everyone here in the Revival Now studio, we say a big God bless you. We want you to know we love you, we're proud of you, we're praying for you, 
and we can't wait to join together with you again on our next live stream. God bless you. <music>